0: What a week it has been. A good week. My baby of the family graduated from high school. So it's been full and fun and emotional. Good stuff. But, as promised, I found some time this morning to put together the second half of my conversation with Kim, which... um, Re-listening to it again is so good, so I'm excited to share it with you. If you're joining today and you haven't listened to part one, you have to go back and catch that before you join us here. But for the rest of you, here's the second half of my conversation with Kim.
1: What is fair? Mm -hmm. It's not fair someone's husband passes away unexpectedly it's not fair someone's child passes away
0: or someone's cancer comes back yeah.
1: none, no, of that's fair. none of that's fair so why am I excluding myself
0: mm-hmm.
1: from not having an, it, I deserve a fair life no I don't and so I, I get that I mm-hmm. understand that on a 100% level so then I don't understand why
0: why do I struggle so much and it has to come back to i mean this complete flip that c.s lewis did for us in this understanding of our story which is if i'm still looking at blueprints of a life that looks like this a certain way that it was supposed to be designed and made from the beginning and maybe parts of it are fitting that blueprint, but other parts aren't. I, st- I feel like they're stragglers. They haven't become part of the blueprint because that's not what I wanted in the story, right? So it's this whole idea that those stragglers are part of the original blueprint. Mm. They weren't, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> They weren't interruptions. They weren't hard things. They weren't unfair things. They were planned Mm -hmm. things, which when I say at first, part of me is like how, how cruel and awful that you would plan it this way for Lily or for anyone. Right. But if that was the plan and you chose me to be part of that plan, what happens if I take myself out of my blueprint and insert myself into God's blueprint of my life. And in my head I think this word you and I both have just recently talked about after it came out of my mouth very unexpectedly last <laughs> week when I said maybe if we could do that we would feel less victimized. Which when I heard you say that I literally
1: gasped, rewound it. Listen to you say it again. <laughs> Shoot. She said that. Yeah, I did. I said it. It was quiet. It was kind of a whisper. (laughs) I heard it so loud. Because that is the last thing we want to be. Yeah. But it was the first thing I thought, that is what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. That is where I am living. Mm -hmm. Especially when I'm in a down place and I'm in a a hard part. Mm -hmm. I'm... This is too hard. Why is this hard? I can't go anywhere... I can't just get up and go. I, I've been a mom for 18 years and I still can't just get in my car and go somewhere, you know? Mm-hmm. I I can't go out of town without planning care for my 18-year-old. Mm-hmm. This is hard. This isn't, you know, such literally the victim of my own life story. Mm-hmm. And I, my attitude goes there. And when I heard you say that, it just bugged me <laughs> <laughs> because it yeah. was it. was it, mm-hmm. And I I... I feel like I preach a life of n- n- not doing that but I do see it and I see it more lately mm-hmm. I think that's probably why I touched such a nerve because it's definitely been here much more lately
0: mm-hmm.
1: As because getting- when I
0: think about being a victim I think I don't have any control the outside is coming at me and I don't have control it makes me cynical and embittered and all of those things. And the truth is, we still get to choose. Like, when you said, and this is hard, we're friends, I can say this to you. But when you said, I can't go out of town without making plans mm-hmm. for Lily's care. I'm like, yeah, you can. You just wouldn't. <laughs> you could. You could leave town. Mm-hmm. But you wouldn't. Mm-mm. Why? Why? because you're going to choose to take care of Lily. And I feel like, okay, so if I if that's the truth, victims have no choices in their heads. Mm-hmm. But, like, main characters of stories choose to live their story. Like, if we just flipped it from... <laughs> for me, it's the, you know... I can't go anywhere right now because I have a three-and-a-half-year-old in my <laughs> side all the time. Yes, I can. I just choose to do what's best for him right now. And if that's a choice I make versus something I'm forced to do, mm-hmm. it's like a totally different story. It's a different game.
1: I've been trying to say I get to do this, mm instead of i have to do this right and it really actually just one word can shift your yeah your thoughts and your attitude mhm again it's a yeah. practice it's a practice <laughs> it is a work but it's worth it if i can see a change in the future and mm-hmm. how this goes mhm right yep because this is our life it is it is, and it's
0: been our life for like a is, really long it really time. Has. It's not like, oh my gosh, here, this is my life. I didn't recognize it. It's not like that. And I, I, that is, I think that is this next layer of coming to a place where we stop comparing what we wanted to what we have and look at what we have and see it as what we were chosen for. Mm-hmm. Like the story was written for us. Mm-hmm. Oh, that makes me almost want to cry to think that God wrote my story for me. Then it's a, it's a gift. Yeah. And I'm at the center and I'm not saying that in a selfish way. I'm saying, no, instead of life. me being at someone else's center, yeah. I'm at the center of the story God wrote for me. Hmm.
1: And he did. <gasps> yeah. And instead of saying, I can't believe this is the story you wanted me to right. be the main character
0: of, mm-hmm. I get to be the main character of this mm-hmm. story. And honestly, the only reason I would ever say that is because I'm looking at someone else's story. And I'm like, I kind of like theirs better. <laughs> yeah. Which is so seven-year-old, right? Like, yeah, <laughs> it just, ugh. But that's a a very um, human, uh, yeah, like (laughs) core response to so many
1: things. Mm -hmm. And I bet you, we sit down with any other woman. Oh,
0: for sure. Man. Or man, yep. And they will say (laughs) the same thing. Yeah. This isn't what I wanted. Mm -hmm. I would rather have that. And the other thing it does is it keeps us from being grateful. And I feel like so much of what I read in scripture, the secret to everything is about thanks, you know, come with Thanksgiving, be thankful, thank Mm. offerings, all all the things related to gratefulness and that's like a powerful weapon.
1: And I truly feel that's
0: where your joy comes from too.
1: Yeah. When you can find that Mm -hmm. gratitude.
0: Yeah. And remembering that's another big word remember what I'm doing. Remember what I've done. Remember who I am. Mm -hmm. I think that's the, um, there was something in the, in that podcast that we listened to where she was saying God's goodness is far beyond what we would even think to ask for. Like it's, that's biblical, right? Like we, his ways are so much higher than ours. And when I think of, that in the way that i've always interpreted it it means um (laughs) higher like better but in a way that makes me less than Mm. like i never could live up to it versus better like better for me
1: yeah when i'm in a good place that is my exact frame of mind is that he is all mighty he's of power. How would I, as a human, Mm -hmm. have any idea what he's seeing? You know, you could talk to one of the smartest people in the world, Mm -hmm. right? And try to have a conversation with them. And, and we're probably not going to jive on too many. I am not going to jive very (laughs) many conversations with somebody that brilliant because they're going to see from a perspective Mm
0: -hmm.
1: that I'm not seeing. And I'm thinking God's perspective what he's seen us doing in our lives is, I think he's just like wanting to just get up, you know? Do you see what I have for you?
0: Yeah. And I feel like somehow receiving that should be not passive, but active. I feel like I've used the word surrender for years. And I, I think in my head, surrender feels so passive. Mm -hmm. Like it's like a yielding, like, oh, go ahead. (laughs) You know, Mm. like it's, it's more like, and sometimes we that's all we can do. I, I know that that's, what's gotten me through many things is that I just have to be like, whatever, I don't have the energy to argue with you. Fine. But that, that attitude of surrender he allows me to stay victimized in my story.
1: Mm. I Is didn't
0: I I was it's just it's God's way, it's higher, whatever, I don't get to choose anyway. It's not an actively receiving and in <laughs> embodying mm. the thing that he's trying to give me. So how do we switch? How do we go from a place where our disappointment has kind of like shadowed or eclipsed our ability to trust? Because I still think that's a big issue. <laughs> trusting. Yeah. As well as living into God's story in a way that we're excited to do rather than reluctant but willing to do. Like what? how... I don't know. What does that look like? How do we do that? There's got to be, I mean, it's. I'm sure there's no magical formula. There's got to be a way to flip the script,
1: right? Mm, exactly. What C.S. Lewis said. But how do you live it? You read it. Mm-hmm. You are inspired by it. Mm-hmm. There's got to be, to me, it's tiny steps. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm learning this later in life. Little tiny habits each day. You consistently stick with them. Mm-hmm. Healthy habits, I'm trying to add. <laughs> um, grow into, like, a lifestyle, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I've taken exercise into yeah. every single day, no matter what, do it. Mm-hmm. And it has become a habit. So I think in the same kind of sense, it would be small pieces of something that would be tangible
0: Mm. each day. And maybe it's something we say to ourselves. Right. Like speaking truth over it. Speaking truth over it. Absolutely. Like I'm waking up today and I'm living into my story. My story today is a gift. God chose me for this story. He wrote this story for me.
1: And he did. Yeah. And and the crazy thing is, is I see you and your story, Mm -hmm. and I think it's so beautiful. Mm -hmm. You know what I
0: mean? Yeah. Ditto.
1: (laughs) Which is why it's so hard sometimes to think, well, why can't we believe that for ourselves? Exactly. When I hear you talking sometimes on the podcast, because you know I'm your biggest fan. (laughs) I do. I've never missed (laughs) an episode. But I do think that. I'm like, Mel is like the most amazing person I've ever met in my entire life. Oh, gosh. You really are. I'm so wise and you just want you to see it like put that mirror what I see you yep here right and I don't know how to do that and I don't know how you could do that for me (laughs)
0: well the same it's the part where we hear I I think I said this either last week or one of the times where the new trick for me is that I'm listening to how would I talk to my friends so like when I hear you say something and I'd be like no Kim that's not true (laughs) That's not true. Like, those are the things we have to be willing to say to ourselves. Whether we believe it or not, we have to say what's true and eventually we believe it. I think so. Because I feel like, I used this example with someone the other day. I feel like it's possible, when I think about the verse, um, commit your way to the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. No, Mm -hmm. not commit. Delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. And I was saying, I feel like I have been trying to delight all my life in the Lord. So is it just false that that's true? I mean, you know, I know there's wisdom literature is not always if then it's a psalm. I get Mm -hmm. it. But is it possible that what I'm delighting in is just off the mark? And there was a quote by Max Lucado that says, When our deepest desires are not the things of God or favor from God, but just God himself, we cross a threshold. And I started thinking, is it possible that from the beginning, God has been meeting my deepest desires, but they came dressed in the wrong outfit? Like, I really wanted someone to show up Mm -hmm. or a thing to show up in a cute little Party dress, and they showed up in a parka, and I'm like, no, change, <laughs> change, change. I want the dress, not the parka. Yeah. And all along, he's like, you're missing it. I'm meeting your, ne- I'm meeting your desire. I'm meeting your desire because if I look at what is my greatest desire, my greatest, and I don't know if this is the same for everyone. For me, I think my greatest desire is to show up and get people through tough things. Like, I have a desire for that. And you do that. And I do that. And I've done that with four kids. Yeah. So why, if God's like, that's a great desire, it's a godly desire, I want to answer that desire, here's how your assignment looks to do it, why am I like, ugh? (laughs) I would rather do it a different way. Or, you know, like, He's meeting it. It just didn't show up how I thought. Mm -hmm. Maybe I wanted that to be like my professional desire, Mm. not my personal at home desire.
1: Hmm.
0: Why wouldn't it? I love my children. I love them to death. Like you said, there's nothing that could change that. But is it possible that each of those children and their story me being part of that was my deepest desire yes what if i took it like that yeah and i just wore the parka at the beach because <laughs> <laughs> i still want my story to be yeah. on the beach no, yeah. not in alaska sorry <laughs> no. alaskans who are listening <laughs> What does it look like to recognize where God's meeting our deepest desires? Because if he's a good God, then he is, right? And he is. We've been saying he isn't. So we have to flip it and say, you are meeting my deepest desires. You are my delight. Not the things I get, Mm -hmm. not your favor in a certain way with a certain limelight or whatever. It's you are doing it. So where? Where are you doing it? Mm -hmm. Help me to see that.
1: And I see him in in so many places,
0: like all over the place. Because where we, when we look for it, we'll find it. Yeah. It's what we're looking for. (laughs) Right. I'm not looking for it. I'll miss it. Right. Yep. (sighs) So it's a daily, it's a, it's a wake up and today I'm going to live into my story. Show me where you're meeting my desires. Show me how to delight mm-hmm. in you. Show me how to be thankful for your gifts. Mm-hmm. And then maybe in the middle of the day, it's like, have I seen it yet? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Am I looking for it? Did yeah. I miss it? Mm-hmm. Like, I really have to rewire my brain.
1: That's why I think baby steps with it. Mm-hmm just a little bit of a change of a language can make a perspective change it's always about perspective I always think about perspective Mm -hmm. and if you can get that angled correctly Mm -hmm. everything changes but you have to get that Mm -hmm. you have to Glennon Doyle calls them perspectacles I love that (laughs) I love that word Mm -hmm. like put them on But you know,
0: which is an act of our will. We have to choose to put it on,
1: and it is, and it's an effort. And Mm -hmm. if you're not feeling like you want to do it, you're not going to do
0: it. So, (sighs) the book that I'm reading on the side by Craig Rochelle, he gives this example of how we have to um, get out of our ruts that if you leave the house, I think it's something like this. If you leave the house every day and you walk a certain way across the lawn every day, there and back, there and back, there and back, pretty soon there's like no grass, right? right? All it takes is walking a different way. But we have to recognize, I mean, like if I walk out the door and I'm walking into that same rut, Mm -hmm. I have to literally say to myself, I can't go this way today. Mm. <laughs> like I have to go this way. Yep. Eventually that grass is going to grow back up, but it's going to take a little while. Right. Of not walking on it.
1: Yeah. Our brain has grooves like that. Absolutely. That's what he's saying. Yeah. It's like
0: you have got to redirect that neuropathway. Because you're going to think every
1: time mm-hmm. the same, every time I change a diaper, am I going to think I hate doing this? Right. Or am I going to think, thank God I get to do this another oh, day.
0: Yeah. Right there in
1: that <sighs> minute. Yep
0: doing this because I'm chosen for this. Yeah.
1: I don't want anybody else having to do this for her.
0: Yeah. Whew. And eventually we're gonna we're gonna believe it. Because I might have to say something I don't believe right now. But I sorry. No. Nope. <laughs> Literally okay. just saying that
1: I can see it. But I haven't said that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so saying that mm-hmm. oh man, I'm gonna need a nap after this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, heavy, um, but just literally saying that i I could feel what God's probably been trying to mm-hmm. show me for a mm-hmm. long time.
0: And why are, I know you're not 51, but why at the age of 51 am I finally saying, I want to live into the story you wrote for me? I mean, whatever, but I still have some years left.
1: You have a lot of years left Mm -hmm. and it's a. Yeah, it's
0: time to why, shift.
1: Why did I get braces at 42?
0: I'm so proud of you.
1: <laughs> because yep. I got a lot of years left and I want to mm-hmm. fix something yeah. I haven't liked. Yep. Right? Yep.
0: Because
1: <laughs> it's so superficial, but it's, it's kind of the same thought. It's like, why would I do this now? Mm-hmm. You know, you spent all these years, but why not? Why not yeah. now? Why not? Why not now fix something mm-hmm. that needed fixed? Yep.
0: It's never too late. It hurts.
1: Yeah, it's yeah. awkward <laughs> and uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And what a great analogy for yeah. making a
0: change in your mind and your mind shifts. Mind, because that the cranking down of those braces yeah. is shifting your bite to be what it's supposed to be, and it's been doing wrong for a long time. forty
1: years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's exactly what's going on in our brain. Yeah what I've been thinking wrong for so many years. Mm-hmm. And right. our thoughts are not going to adjust themselves. No. We have little braces on there. <laughs> on our neuro pathways. You're yeah. going to go this way now. Yep. And eventually, they will naturally.
0: Right. Because enough retraining. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're going to be like, oh, what you're saying is I should look like this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> adds a whole nother element of being able to process things when you have someone that's like actually answering you back. Yeah. Um, yeah. When I listen to
1: you talk, I'm like, Oh, I love, I would love to just be sitting there with her. <laughs> I love our porch time. I know. I always feel I've like we, porch time. we go too long that I need like spiritual CPR from you by the time we get there. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> And if we didn't wait so long, it wouldn't be like that. Yeah, that's probably it's been kind of what it feels like.
0: I'll probably true. <laughs> our lives have both changed just a little bit in the last couple of years. Oh, man. <laughs> it's crazy. But, but it's our, our story, story, right? Mm-hmm. I'm thankful. Yeah. We've learned to navigate our stories and keep them connected. Me too. <sighs> All right, everybody. <laughs> those are our thoughts today on life and faith from the back porch thanks Thanks for for sitting with us